1: Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nolajake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Thursday, a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans is there in Orlando to take on the Magic. We will preview that game coming up here in the third segment. But before we get into all of that, we had a live locker room chat yesterday. Yesterday, Which means I'm going to play some of this on there because it was really interactive. The most interactive one we've had yet. If you missed out, make sure you're there next week. These were a lot of fun. I had questions for you all. I'm going to play those and your answers as well. So here's your chance to kind of get featured on the show. It's great for me to hear from you and I love the interactivity in it. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app. Join me Tuesday because the Pelicans play Wednesday and Thursday next week at 6 p.m. Central to get in on the action. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. So I posed a question to everyone in the locker room that I thought was kind of interesting and this came out of our Locked On NBA podcast Twitter account tweeting out Uh, a lottery spin over at tankathon.com, where the Pelicans ended up with the number one overall pick. And this kind of got me thinking about the tiers of this NBA draft. There's clearly three guys. There's Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and Cade Cunningham in some order, though I probably, not even probably, I do have Cade Cunningham number one in that order. And then there's a bit of a drop-off. I think there's maybe three or four guys kind of in a tier two in Jalen Green, Jonathan Kaminga, Scotty Barnes, Jalen Johnson. um, Jalen Johnson out of Duke, Barnes out of Florida State. Kuminga and Green both played in that G League Ignite thing that they had. That's kind of the next tier to me, but it is a step down from those top three. So say the lottery goes in a good way for New Orleans, but not the best way. And they end up with the fourth overall pick. You're right out of the top three and out of that first tier of guys. What do you do? Do you trade that pick for an established player? Maybe, and you'll hear some of this, um, you know, a, a guy that could really help this team win next year, or is it better to keep that pick? And is the fourth overall pick still really valuable? So I pose that question to the people in the locker room, and that's what we're going to play some of that here. So let's dive into it into some of the locker room live chat reactions to that question and uh, everything else. This kind of goes all over the place a little bit too, but I wanted to play this for you all. How's it going, yeah. David?
0: Hey, going, going well, Jake. I think that's a great question. Uh, I would probably say this. If we got a top five pick, um, I think it'd be great to, if we take someone and put it in there uh, to grow with Zion, grow with B.I., um, but I think more importantly is how can you then maybe package that with an Eric Bledsoe to go after like a Bradley Beal or a Carl Anthony Towns um, as someone mm-hmm. who can be that big time piece to go along with Zion and B.I.? So I'd
1: like towns more so than Beal when you start looking at timelines with that. But, you know, this like, right? Like, it's, it's kind of a loaded question. It comes down to like, who's available. If they could go and get LeBron James for the fourth, fourth overall pick, you, you obviously do it or something like that. It, it depends on who they have available, but. Yeah, I agree with you. If you can get a guy like Carl Anthony Towns, and who knows what Minnesota is going to be looking to do, Chris, we'll get you up. We got other people we want to talk to in a second. Um, I'd be—it's going to be interesting, though. One thing to consider: so if you, if they kept the fourth pick, who would you be targeting there? Do you think, if you have a name?
0: You know what? I'm just not. It's into totally the, okay uh, if you don't. I'm putting yeah. you on the spot. <laughs> I, there I, I would say this. I would probably aim for one of the guards. Uh, that would be the best best guard that's gonna be available, um, would probably be who I would think think about going after. Um, but I don't have anyone specific in mind.
1: No, that's totally cool. So, you, so you're, you're, you're kind of for maybe trading it if you can get one of those like surefire guys. What if it's like a second tier kind of guy in a trade? Not like, like a quasi all star level player, not like a guy who's going to make the all star team every year, but maybe makes it like once, twice, something like that, like a Chris Middleton esque kind of player. <sighs>
0: The, you know, There's one name who I had thought about that might be an interesting person to look at uh, in the offseason to put in between B.I. and Zion. And that was Pascal Siakam. Um, if okay. Some of the issues that he had might be interesting. Um, but I also think if you were to take a look at just someone else who – because I feel like it should be someone bigger who can help kind of t- – like, I like Beal, um, but someone who has some a little bit more experience – to be able to help BI and and Zion. And I just, I think like that second tier, who it might be, able, maybe on that second or third contract, I'm just not necessarily, I don't see anyone out there that I really love.
1: Uh, that's fair, I think that's totally fair. Look, the fourth pick overall, I think is gonna be pretty valuable in this one. So David, thanks for, thanks for hopping in and chatting with me. Let me get some other people up here too. Absolutely. All right, we got Potty Dog here. What's going on, man? So so who who do you think? If the Pelicans land the fourth overall pick, do you draft someone or do you trade that
2: pick away? Um I mean it's it's hard to say. Like it's I don't think Mobley would fall to four, but that's like No, I don't Cario. think he'd be there at all. Like, I,
1: I would assume it, the top three are Jalen Suggs, Mobley, and Cunningham in some order. So say those three are not there if, with the fourth if, overall yeah, pick. Yeah.
2: If those three aren't there, I mean I would look at Jalen Green. Or maybe like Jonathan Kaminga, but if not, I, I like I, I would I like the fit of Miles Turner and Zion because you know what I mean. He can space the floor, he can clean up any like defensive mistakes Zion may make. And but then again, like I feel like I don't know what what the package would be because you'd have to get rid of Stephen Adams, and I don't think Indy would want to take that contract. So I, I don't See, know. Like, I
1: think. I think the t- like fourth overall pick is way too much to give up for Miles Turner. It's way too,
2: it's way too much, but, but like.
1: But if you're putting Adams in that trade or Bledsoe in that trade, it devalues that pick because they're probably negative assets to a certain degree, and so kind of like evens it out if you're getting off of those deals, maybe.
2: Yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to think of, but it's also like, how often do you get a, a top five pick like that? You yeah, know? and uh, I just I think that's their. We don't know, like, if Lonzo is coming back or is he not? Uh, personally, if I was the Pelicans, I would bring him back, and I think that kind of this is where that's the key thing they need to figure out. Like, if they bring uh, Lonzo back, then I would probably trade the pick and try and get someone to put beside Zion. But if they if they don't bring Lonzo back, like, I'd be up for taking like a like a Jalen Green or uh, yeah, Jonathan Kaminga. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I think. That's what I think. I don't I don't really know. I can't think of a package anyway for that fourth pick. So we'll get into more from the
1: locker room chat here in a second. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body, whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me just trying to make it through the day tension-free. Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percu- percussive therapy which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out or an injury or just the stresses of everyday life there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding on to something from the future. Just go to the website and check it out and the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. The Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid, elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Ha Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, and hundreds of thousands of customers. tried the Theragun for 30 days starting at $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on, theragun.com slash locked on. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube page to watch the live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. All right, more from the live locker room chat talking about all things Pelicans. But today the question was, if the Pelicans landed a top four pick, would you trade it or would you keep it? Let's dive back into some of the highlights from the conversation. One thing to keep in mind, too, when it comes to drafting a guy, right? And obviously this team wants to compete sooner rather than later. They don't want this team to be growing slowly and slowly and slowly. And maybe in three years you have some playoff success. They want that next season. I think that's that's clear as day is what they're trying to accomplish. But a young guy that can make an impact, and again, at four, I think you could get a guy like that. When you start to think about how expensive this team might get in the future and the future salary cap implications, and they're pushing the luxury tax this year, is something to keep in mind. You know, you've got Brandon Ingram on the max deal right now. In two years, Zion's up for an extension, which might kick in, and that, that's another thing for another day. Um, qualifying off for stuff with like that. But say he takes a max deal. This team gets really expensive really quickly. Having a third guy, your third best player, because in theory, that's who it would be, would be uh, them being on a rookie deal, I think is very, very valuable. So when Zion and are on those big contracts, you still have this guy on his rookie deal getting paid something like $10 million, let's say, or maybe even less than that. I haven't looked at the, the rookie scale contracts this year. And that, I think, has a lot of value to it compared to paying a you know another third guy in the 20 million to 30 million dollar range and then you just have no flexibility whatsoever. So it's a way for the Pelicans to stagger some of these contracts, which I think can be a really important thing to do at times. And you know, David Griffin has talked about trying to build a long-term sustainable winner. Like that's the phrase that he keeps using, long-term and sustainable. I don't know if that's necessarily easy to do in a small market with a team that may or may not pay the luxury tax. We hope they will. We don't know for sure. And to do that with three players making 30 plus million uh, dollars, you have like a year or two window max on something like that before that team gets really, really expensive. And. I don't know if they necessarily have the money for something like that. So it's worth keeping in mind, you know, a a move like that too. If you end up with a fourth overall pick that's out of that tier one level of guys, but still can get an impactful player. But I also see if they want to have, you know, increased playoff success next season, you're probably gonna need to move that pick immediately. I think this is just like an interesting thought exercise. You know, if it's in the one through three, you you keep it and you draft one of those three blue chip guys, I think for sure. But after that, in that four, five, six range, is when it gets maybe a little bit dicey of should you keep it? Would it be better to move it? And so on and so forth. So if anyone else wants to hop up here and give your thoughts on if the Pelicans should trade that pick, say the fourth overall pick, Uh, or or keep it, you know, feel free to let me know who you'd like to draft or the type of player you'd like to target there. Or if you've got a trade in mind, let me know too. We can always have some fun with fake trades. It's always great, even if I struggle coming up with certain things like that. But the Pelicans certainly are going to be in a very interesting spot this offseason. And I do think a lot of this offseason is going to tell us the direction that the team wants to go in. You know, should they, and this is a question for you all too. And again, if anyone wants to answer, just hit that button right there. Should the Pelicans go for more offense or more defense this offseason? I don't know if it's as easy to fix the defense as some people think, particularly if Brandon Ingram's not really a good defender. I don't think he's one of the worst in the league, but he's not good on that side of the ball. Zion's not there yet, and it's going to take him a little while, too. Would it be better just to basically add more shooting and outscore everyone to such an absurd degree that you don't even need to worry about defense? And also might be a little bit more fun to watch that too. But certainly they they need to kind of select a decision, make a decision on the direction that they want to go with for the foreseeable future and how you build this team. But it's definitely shaping up to be. There we go, David. You can come on up, we'll get you back up here. All right, David, what you thinking?
0: Yeah, I think with where you take a look at the off season of where where it's offense and defense. I look at what's the culture that Stan Van Gundy and Griffin want to build. And I think they want more guys like Josh Hart, uh, like James Johnson, uh, like Najee Marshall. Some of these guys who can come in and are going to give you a lot of energy and surround B.I. and Zion with these guys who will just hustle and defend. And then you have B.I., Zion, and I think from the core, uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Kira, who can then fill in some of those scoring buckets. So I think they're going to want to put in more defense and just more of those types of personalities uh, of a guy, more so than, hey, this guy's this big three-point shooter. I think they're going to look more culturally and effort guys than these scores.
1: I think that's totally fair and valid. And I, the, if, if I had to pick a direction, they're likely going to go in. It's, it's probably that. You know, it, when you think about it, too, with – The cap space that they're likely not to have potentially and more having to use exceptions too. It's easier to get those like Josh Hart level kind of guys than it's going to be to get an elite score in free agency. So I think that's important too. All right, there you go. Some clips from the live locker room chat. Make sure you're there. This coming Tuesday, 6 p.m. Central. These have been a lot of fun. You get a chance to be featured on the show as well. And I've been enjoying being able to interact with everyone throughout all of these. So we'll keep them going through the rest of the season for sure. Before we get to tonight's game against the Orlando Magic, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, MLB, and NHL are all in full swing, and BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, and they have you covered for all the news scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code locked on. that is promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus free money right there when you sign up over at betonline.ag, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode is also brought to you by rockauto.com. One reason to repair and maintain your cars? Save money. You can use it on other important things like your mortgage or your food. So why would you choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? You don't need to do that because Rock Auto exists and you've got access to a computer. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to RockAuto.com today to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Literally everything you could want, whether it's an old car, a new car, they're going to have it. In a few easy clicks, you can see all the parts available for your car or truck and order whatever it is you're looking for with specific specifications and prices. Yes, prices! that you prefer because best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Do not spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in there, how did you hear about Spock so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odysseys, happening now featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irving, Jason Locan Forna, and Brian Baldinger are local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of the NFL. Search The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your home for all the sports, podcast, music, and news that matters to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. All right. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. It's a game day as the Pelicans take on the Orlando Magic, the Orlando Magic, who basically have very few wins since the NBA trade deadline. One of those being against your New Orleans Pelicans back on April 1st, a 115-110 win for Orlando. This is a game that New Orleans just came out flat in. This was one of those ones where they just thought they were going to be able to beat the Orlando Magic, who had just traded away their two best players and or three best players in a way, are three best healthy players I guess we should say and we're looking to just kind of lose some games tank and start over But they surprised New Orleans by having a bunch of guys out here who want to be in the NBA and want to earn minutes and starts and are going to come out and give it to you if you are not ready for them. And that was very clearly the case against the New Orleans Pelicans. This is a team that they should beat. Like, they absolutely should beat this Orlando Magic team. The Magic got blown out the other night by the Atlanta Hawks 112-96. There's not a whole lot of guys out there that can really, really score. You've got to be careful of guys like Cole Anthony out there in the backcourt who got the start the other night he's been playing pretty well rookie guard he's averaging almost 12 points per game alongside four assists and five rebounds you know guards have been able to burn New Orleans But there's not a ton of dudes out here who really worry you. Yes, you've got Wendell Carter down low. You maybe have RJ Hampton being that scoring guy off of the bench. But this is a game that New Orleans should win. And if they want to make up any ground and get into the 10th seed race, like really get in there, they need to win games like this because the schedule gets a little bit brutal coming up. Again, are they going to be here mentally? They did not seem ready for the Nets in the second half of a game, a game they were leading at halftime, but just came out flat like they didn't care. What's the energy level going to be for this team on a one game road trip against a team that they should beat? It it needs to be better than what it's been. And if not, there need to be more changes, at least this season for New Orleans to seriously try and be considered for the 10th spot. I'm not watching play on the court as much in this one, so much as body language, attitude, energy, all of that. Is it going to be the Eric Bledsoe show to start the game? Certainly probably not to end it if it's close, but it shouldn't even be him to start the game. So is it time to give more run to guys like Kyra Lewis Jr.? You should see more of Najee Marshall, and he can take a starring role in this one if they really need some scoring. That's what you're really looking for in this, not so much the actual play on the court, just like we weren't looking at the actual play on the court really against the Brooklyn Nets. So hopefully we continue to see more changes for the Pelicans in this game tonight against the Orlando Magic. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nolajake on Twitter. i will be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game.